This is Bang Your Bookie's Wife, the sports gambling podcast that, uh, like Ed Orgeron at LSU, has decided in week 15 that it's uh, just the right time to institute a postseason ban. Uh, we just we just don't deserve it this year. And part of the reason for that, of course, is, is Rayman's performance shameful. But uh, Rayman, you told me that you have something uh, a little a little different prepared for the opening segment today. Is that correct? Yeah, something a little bit different to celebrate the holiday, uh, if you don't mind. One, two, three. Hanukkah is the festival of life. Instead of one day presents, we get eight crazy nights. It's when you feel like the only kid in town with no athletic ability. Here's a list of football players who are Jewish, just like you and me. Oh, this is going to be a short list, buddy. Chosen Josh Rosen holds the shamash. <laughs> so do QB's Aaron Murray and Sage Rosenfels, though neither's top notch. Guess who eats latkes and plays Maccabees? Titan Anthony Paul Fersker and Bronco Adam Biznavati. <laughs> Terrell Suggs is half Jewish with the star of David Tattoo. And Julian Edelman, you already know he's a fine looking Jew. <laughs> you don't need deck the halls or a Christmas choir. Can you can bet the board with the source stew fire? Could be Jewish. <laughs> Pandemic's nearly done a but not in time for Hanukkah. So log on to Boatica and bet on all our lockers. And even if you don't wow. really want to have a happy, 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 happy Hanukkah. Goodness. Oh, goodness gracious. That was a tour de force. I really wish you had put that much effort into your picks this season. Uh, I'm converting. Yeah, it's 2020 pandemic year. <laughs> I'm converting. Everything's weird. It's over. <laughs> it's uh, Rayman still in the fight. Uh, who do you? So you, do you have a specific big rubber this week? Yeah, we're gonna go back to the well. I'm just gonna say Skyuma, Skyuma, Skyuma. Oh my god. Not co- not not the sound of confident man at all. And then we got Capper, uh, the real sports gambler here. Uh, he is uh, 26 and 21, but eight and four in what we call the big rubber. Who you got in your big rubber capper? Um, we were going Pac-12 after dark Friday night, but they switched the game to 10 a.m. local time Saturday. I've got motherfuckers. These Utes plus two against Colorado, Utah. Utah, Utah, yeah. give me two. Give me two. That's looking pretty good. Two, Utah, give me two. Give me two. And my cousin Vinny. Both of them. Listen, man. It's the real coach JB here. Man, I hear you've been hanging out with the wrong fucking crowd like a slapdick you are, man. Everybody thought you were fucking smart and all that shit because you watch CNN and MSNBC and fucking Fox News and all that. Sounds like you're a fucking dreamer. You're getting dumber. Get your fucking ass figured out. Go watch the real show. Watch- we will ban your bookies, wife. Step your game up. Stop being a slapdick. Make today a great day. All right. Uh, this is Bang Your Bookie's Wife. Uh, uh, Rayman, please enforce. What's a schmaha? Schmahash? A schmash? 
It is the candle Smosh. that you use in the Hanukkah to light the other candles. It's very important for all the Jews and the Jew football fans out there. Jew, so people who aren't Jewish but just fans of Jewish football players is who yeah, referring to. A, as you said, it's a short list, but it's an important one. I mean, yeah. chosen Josh Rosen. No, we've seen we seen the Rosenfels. Yeah. <laughs> Sage Rosenfels, uh, most famous for being the helicopter. uh, helicoptered. Uh, Josh Rosen, most famous yeah. for not being on any team for longer than no. Two Josh minutes. Rosen, the hot tub. Uh, what a that was a tough. I gotta say, airplane really everywhere. wrapped it up best when they just had the small pamphlet. Um, let me be the first to uh, wish you both and all of our listeners a happy Hanukkah. A happy Hanukkah. We appreciate you, you Capper. Uh, and uh, we have a celebrity cameo uh, that. Uh, well, you know, with the cameo game, sometimes you order them, and sometimes they come in uh, before the episode airs. Sometimes they come in after, and we had to be get a little creative this week. But regardless, uh, Capper, you did the honors. Um, yeah, so I went on Cameo, Black Friday deals, found an all-time uh, college football player, Heisman winner, um, number two overall draft pick. Ooh. Number one overall draft pick. Interesting. I know they traded a... Oh, you're asking me. I don't know who it I is. I know they traded a bounty for this man, uh, Mike Ditka. It's, Rick, Ditka. it's Ricky Williams. Oh, the Ooh, legend. Slick Rick. Hey, what's up, Joe? Rain Man, Ricky Williams here. If I was playing for Texas this weekend, uh, how many yards would I get? Well, not very many because the current coaching staff, uh, offensive coaching staff, uh, doesn't really believe in feeding the running backs. And I was the type of running back where I needed at least 20 carries um, to, to, to do what I needed to do. And so... Not very many yards, um, but great question. Um, and the other thing is, if if we were p- playing Kansas, I would probably still get a lot of yards because Kansas struggles. But traditionally, Kansas State plays really good defense, especially in Manhattan. So um, when we went there my senior year when I won the Heisman Trophy, I think I only had 48 yards. So, But great question, and uh, it was good talking with you guys. Take care of yourselves, and he'll come. That was so Ricky Williams, guy. most overrated running back of all time. Discuss. I, I think he's a really no confidence. Most most overrated football Stop. player. He just said he got forty eight yards against Kansas, and he wouldn't be able to get that many yards. They were good. They were Dude, good back then. He Ricky, said he sucked against Kansas. No, it was against Kansas they State were good. when they were. But def- we're gonna bleep. They, we're gonna they bleep the state. We're gonna off. bleep the state. He would have racked oh, yeah, up the at Texas least two hundred. Coming back, Ricky Williams. Yada yada yada. Heisman, Don't you whatever. dare. Ricky Williams was a fucking saint. Honestly, literally. Did you guys listen? Ricky, did you hear what I heard? I Ricky Williams' worst shit is so much more talented than you. You liter, you piece of scum. How dare you? Hook him. You fucking pawn. Okay, hook cool. Hook him. So we're officially a Jewish football okay, podcast cool. and a Texas football podcast. I guess. Hook <laughs> I think Ricky got into the Kabbalah, actually. Hey. Oh, wow. Ooh, Jewish mysticism. Good. <laughs> Him and Madonna. Still counts. And we're going to, uh, and maybe we might have a few gifts. We have uh, the gift of uh, hopefully decent picks. Uh, Rain Man uh, has just been bullshit the past two weeks. We've been avoiding the topic. We've been really just all year. 
Uh, do you want to just talk about it? I know you did the cute I, song. I kind of feel Let's get to brass like tacks. What Duke do you gotta basketball, say for Michigan football, Penn State football, these big brand schools that just can't get it right in 2020. And as I said earlier, I think it's because I got COVID and was asymptomatic, but not really because the only <laughs> symptom is the fact that I lost my ability to pick. And honestly, I can't wait till 2021. I need this vaccine. Shoot it into my veins. I need to make my money back from this year. But Hanukkah's going to turn it around because we got, just like you get eight gifts, we're going to have eight picks for you. And I feel like this is it. This is where it's going to start clicking. Four from Capper, four from me. Hit them all. And and I got and I can't tell you how fucking pissed I am that that fraud Fauci hasn't brought up that COVID affects your picking ability because that really is a disservice to all the gamblers out. There. It might even be more important than the wear mask advice. I mean, I, I'm not a doctor, so I can't weigh the importance of those two edicts, but uh, certainly it's 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 affected me. Uh, wear a mask. Well, we're, when we get the merch store up, we're gonna get a bang your bookie's wife mask. Uh. <laughs> Can't can't wait. It'll, it'll be, be great for walking around in public. Yeah, it'll be graphic. Look out for the yeah. It'll just be wear it to church. Uh, let's uh, let's go to uh, the picks that matter. This is uh, this is the weekly. I don't know. This is very confusing to me. I hope I picked the right one. Winners, 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 winners. I feel ten feet tall right now. The weakness. Strong as an ox. All right, this is the weekly. These are the picks that count, the picks that matter, the picks that make you money. And we're just going to waste no time here whatsoever and get right to the picks. Uh, we're going to start with uh, Capper's Big Rubber. You like the Utes at Colorado. At Colorado, we you, you they're a fucking weird team. What's their deal? What's your read on this one? The Pac-12 in general has been hard to bet. Colorado having a hell of a season. Um Great season. Ineligible for the Pac-12 championship because of a cancellation due to COVID, which um, we can say about... That doesn't mean anything anymore after Ohio State. We can say about half of the Pac-12 games so far have been canceled. Um, About three a week. We're we're hoping this one doesn't. It's already gotten moved one day. But I think that's just because they want a big-time TV slot here early in the morning, waking up, (laughs) kicking off with Utah. Colorado, what a oh matchup! Um, I think this one, I think this one comes down to the defenses. I think they'll both shine here. I think the better defense is on the Utah side. Um, they rank top ten in defensive efficiency, allowing just three point five yards per carry on the ground. Uh, I love Colorado. Line. They've had a great season. Mel Tucker le- leaves the team, but he built really built something special there with that program. Um, and Colorado quarterback Sam Neuer is having a very good year. Um, but he's going to have to do a lot through the air to beat this Utah team um, that is an underdog, and Utah's only allowing 6.6 yards per pass attempt, um, and Sam Neuer's only thrown four touchdowns this season to four interceptions. That's not a very good ratio. Uh, I I really think this one's simple. I think this one's trying to trap you with an undefeated team at home. I think Utah's the better team overall. I think it's as simple as that. The only exception I'll take is uh, giving credit to Mel Tucker, who left him high and dry, versus Carl Durrell, who got a lot of shit when Colorado hired him. Uh, everyone was was pissed off that they hired uh, Carl Durrell, and all he's done is produce it's right away. So oh, he's he's done a, a very competitive team. He's done a good job. I, I just I think it speaks to how down the Pac-12 is. Um, it's just an. Very I think that's the main conference. thing. It just it it really feels like 
there is not a huge discrepancy at all in the teams in the Pac-12. Um, and not in a good way in terms of like all of them seem equally average. Like the Oregon game against Stanford was very illuminating. Yeah. Uh, no, I Stanford? think um, Stanford beat the shit out of Washington. That was your pick last so, week, Caffer. Yeah, what what, just, what um, scares me here is I agree. I like to pick for Utah for the X's and O's and the metrics. But uh, Colorado right now, as you said, undefeated, probably not going to make it to the Pac-12 championship game which means they'll make play in a bowl game because someone will select them. They'll be undefeated. They could win that bowl game. And then they could hang their second banner and call co-national champions as an undefeated Power <laughs> 5 sick. school. And I would be... I'm all about it. I want that to happen so badly. So honestly, I'm rooting against you, Capra. I'm honestly, sorry. Honestly, any team that finishes the season undefeated or even a couple teams with one loss this year should be able to claim a national championship. Just getting I through this hellscape. I think the way it works... I think with like the scheduling so loose, it should work like that one WWE title where you could pin the person anywhere, and that would <laughs> result in you holding the championship belt. Uh, I think teams should be able to sneak up. You can on just other sneak up and moss someone like, in like the mall, yeah. Or whatever the equivalent if of the mall is now. You have a healthy team. You have a healthy team. So Colorado just hops on a plane and catches Alabama on an off day. Uh, but they have to do it. I, I think that's the way. No, you're just at a Wendy's. You bring your QB and a wide receiver. Throw up. Throw up a hail mary. Catch it. You catch all, it over the fries. Strange times call for strange. We'll, we'll, we'll drop. We'll drop the. We'll drop the full plan on Sunday morning coffee. Oh, our king of the hill this week. Uh, we got. Uh, <laughs> let's go to Rayman's pick. Uh, so Rayman, you're going back to where your failure of a season started. Basically, where but what's wild Minnesota about Minnesota and Michigan, the one game. So Michigan here's what's win. what's wild about this game is that in like the Big Ten this season, these aren't even the two most disappointing teams in the conference. So no. you have Minnesota plus ten and a half at Nebraska. Yeah, uh, what a line. I mean, so it's just so many points. Minnesota is a two and three team. Nebraska is a two and four team. Both are disappointing. I think the reason why the line is so big is because Minnesota's best player, or at least best NFL talent, and Rashad Bateman isn't going to be playing. He's going to be sitting out. And PJ Flex supporting him 100%, which I can get behind. Uh, I just don't think that Rashad Bateman, this would probably be a pick 'em if he was playing, or maybe like just home field advantage, whatever that means this year for Nebraska. But Minnesota still has Tanner Morgan. They still have Muhammad Ibrahim, who's a doke award semifinalist for running back their pj fleck pick play offense has had two weeks to scheme up with two covid cancellations mostly because of minnesota <laughs> but alas like the, the offense is going to be at least creative and interesting so i, I think that they're going to make this game really close against Big i guess corn. the story my concern here and i know you've been on the corn plenty this season but they've been cooking Child they've the been corn. cooking yeah, they've been starting to cook a little bit on offense, and Minnesota is Charmin this year. My God, how bad their defense yeah, is. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, defense, but if you actually dig into the records, Minnesota's offense has been still pretty good. Like, the road loss 45-44 to at Maryland, which at the time was seen as egregiously bad, doesn't look so bad anymore. Uh, yeah, Nebraska's looked a little bit better down the stretch, but no reason to be giving 10.5 points. Not great, Bob. I, I like it. It's the, it's the lock of the week. And sticking to the theme from earlier, we're going to be raining gelt, baby. Raining gelt. All those gold coins raining down. So drop the oars, row the boat, and skyuma, skyuma, skyuma. I don't care what you say, Joe. Really proud Jewish pick He's right there. Uh, really we got uh, 
Capper, you're staying in the Big Ten. Uh, this game is uh, – this was one of the games I saw it and I couldn't touch because I had no read on it. It seems like two – a game that can go either way. But Wisconsin minus one at Iowa. The at Iowa eh, – I know mm. I know home field is whatever this year, but yeah. Iowa – I'm just going to start it off right here. Iowa fraudulent. Not good. Um, they've won five in a row against Wisconsin Cupcake Schedule in the Big Ten. They're garbage. Wisconsin – also garbage, but only on the offensive side of the ball. They are electric on the defensive side of the football. Um, FBI is giving Iowa a 31% chance to win this game outright at home. 31%? And it's a pick em. They're Yeah. They, Wisconsin stats like on defense are just insane right now. I know they've only played a few games, but... They are the number one defense last week um, in passing yards problem. allowed per game. They're the number one defense in rushing defense. Um, they're only giving up 72 yards per game. I just don't see Iowa getting into double digits in this game on offense um, unless they get a defensive touchdown because Wisconsin's so bad offensively. That's yeah. their only chance to cover this spread and win this game. Um, Wisconsin, I know Graham Mertz. I just know, like, I know Graham Mertz hasn't been great, um, but I think you take a little bit off his plate as a freshman on the road here. You let Jalen Berger, you let Nakia Watson just cook on the ground. You win this game easily. Graham, man, what's your take on it? I think Wisconsin's really bad. They can't score, so I'd take Iowa. So like, I, I agree with Capper. They might not get double digits scored against them, but they only need nine points to beat Wisconsin. Nine six. Nine six, nine seven. <laughs> just a field Oof. goal route. Uh, Wisconsin's Oof. offense is better than they've played. They haven't been great, but they've shown flashes at least of moving the football. Iowa's offense is just putrid. Wis- Wisconsin's defense is amazing like i'm still fucking pissed about how well graham mertz played in the first game of the year when i picked illinois and i was just like well they're starting a freshman qb motherfucker throws five touchdowns in the first half and then since then it's just been we had that game against michigan that also beat me i've lost a lot of money on this year we're on an early theme so far this year (laughs) We're, we're on an early theme this week where we just basically take the better team um the lines have adjusted and have tried to make these games yeah. close and these teams are not close on the on paper they're not close on the field uh and i think it's going to shine okay. in these two games for sure uh rayman this is another we're going to go to one of your sweetheart teams this year uh that is the oklahoma sooners minus 13 and a half uh at west virginia where'd this one start it was like closer to 11 and then it jumped yeah it jumped it jumped all the way up to thir- two and a half points but oklahoma's not that public so that's a pretty good sign uh, if you yeah, want to take kidding. Oklahoma here. And I know I sound like a broken record, uh, but the college football committee, they just moved Iowa State to seven again <laughs> above Cincinnati, which was definitely intentional because they don't want Cincinnati in no matter what. So there's a good chance it could come down to the 7-1 and one Aggies or a 9-2 and two Big 12 champion Oklahoma for that last spot if one of the top four gets booted out, which certainly could happen because the ACC teams have to play each other. And oh, you oh. know they need to show out. And West Virginia's pretty can good. Can you homes, imagine so this would be a good win. the fucking? Can you imagine the fucking rich irony if A and M, after leading to the SEC, gets beat, gets their spot taken by a Big Twelve team? Uh, they're still in a much better position than they were, but it would just be delicious. Yeah, but like it's certainly so not in, unforeseeable because Oklahoma has this chance against West Virginia on the road, and then number seven Iowa State. So they could certainly hop A and M at six if Aggies can't schedule another game. 
Uh, I still think OU is the third best team in the country, maybe not in a week-in, week-out basis, but when you're talking about upside, if there's any team I think that could go out and play a game and beat Alabama or beat Clemson, I think it's Oklahoma. And I don't really think any other team, including Ohio State or Notre Dame, have a shot. And the reason why is because Oklahoma's offense is just so big play, so potent and so highly variable that if it hits in any given week, then they can put up 70 against anyone. 28% of their plays go for over 10 yards and 9.1% of their plays goes for over 20 yards. You string those together and wow, that is an unbeatable force that could take down any team in the country. Uh, So I just think Oklahoma, they're going to have a lot of motivation. Lincoln Riley is going to have something for this game. And Westford, Iowa State, like they just got... West Virginia just got embarrassed 42 to 6, so maybe they're not that good or just a little bit body blow weak for this game. Maybe kind of circle the wagons. Kind of demoralized. They, they don't play well. They don't play well on the road. Yeah, I know. Gonna, West Virginia's well, better home team West, for sure. I I know before the Iowa State game, West Virginia had the number one pass defense in the country. I think that has to be like in the Big 12. I uh, uh, I I don't. I, you, it was pretty high up there. You mentioned the college football playoff rankings, and I'm so triggered over here, so I don't even want to get into it. Uh, <laughs> circle the wagons and boom or sooner. That's all you need to know. I, I do take exception with the idea that you think they can be oh, like Clemson and like we saw we've seen this. Who's song more likely? Who's more likely times. to be Clemson, Alabama? Ohio Aggie? State. Okay, I, I mean, I get, oh, that's a defensible choice, but like, <laughs> so Aggie, Florida, that was a Cincinnati, you, like Iowa right away. State. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, if you want to say Next. Ohio State, sure. Capper, really a lot of upside Capper I'm just, you're a clown. Uh, Capper, uh, we got... Uh, I think Florida, Florida, Florida might run Clemson out of the building. We'll see. Wow. I th- Florida's interesting. We'll talk about it. Save it for, save it for coffee. <laughs> save it for the coffee. Uh, you like uh, Mizzou plus 13 and a half. Uh, versus Georgia. This was a game I was looking at. UGA is a no-man's-land team. I can see their players being checked out, and Missouri's going in the other direction. Is that sort of what you're well, getting at here? It's it's a That's big point for sure. Um, the biggest point, though, is that 89% of bets are on Georgia um, traveling to Mizzou this weekend, so they're the most public road favorite on the board. Um, and Missouri's just played really good offense as of late. I know they played Vanderbilt. I know they played Arkansas last weekend, but they've put up uh, almost 100 points in those two games combined. This is a fundamentals game for me. Uh, I will take the dog in this spot every single time. Um, and this is weird because I think it's the first regular season game in quite a few years for Kirby Smart's Bulldogs that they're not playing for anything. Um, they're already eliminated from the SEC championship game. Um, you know, they're kind of middling through this season where they don't really have an offensive identity i know the defense has been spectacular but i fully expect missouri um, and connor Baslick to be able to score some touchdowns here um and i i think that they're a program that you know we've seen it before where they show up for this type of game where there's nothing really on the line and they just lay flat and i think that they have so many guys that yeah you know, have the potential to be already eye in the NFL draft or eye in their next move. Uh, and Missouri and, and coach Drinkwitz, they've really got like, they've got something going here. Like they've, they've always been a bottom of the road sec team since they entered the league. And like, they finally shown a little bit of a spark since they hired him. Um, and I think that this is their chance to make a little bit of a statement, keep this game close within two touchdowns. Um, Mm-hmm. And Basilic has been fantastic. He's 
He's completed almost 70% of his passes against top 25 teams this year. He's completed 73% <laughs> wow. of his passes at home. Um, he has not. He's not no, thrown he an interception at home. He's inflated by um, his game it's last just week, 13 and which they barely beat Arkansas. In, by the way, I tell you what, Missouri got away with one last week. They almost got. Uh, they almost lost that game to that freshman at Arkansas. Yeah, uh, I mean, who went off on? But them. they scored 50. <laughs> They did. And I, you know, I know that Arkansas's, they're not going to do that against Georgia, but Georgia's not going to score 48 against them either. No, I think I think all you, the it's a perfectly rational argument that George, you're betting on Georgia laying an egg in this spot. I think that's a completely reasonable thing to do against a team that has a little bit of juice right now and feels like they might have something they're building and playing for versus not at all. Uh, yeah, I, I think, um, you know, it's just one of those weird years and 90% yeah. of bets on one side. Fade the public every That's weird. time. Uh, let's go to uh, Rayman's next uh, game, which I, oh man, I will not touch this, but you are brave. You like Troy plus 14 versus Coastal Carolina. And after your emergency pick at the top of the pod last week, uh, man, Coastal Carolina is 8-1-1 one, one against the spread and being the yeah. spread by, I looked this up, a nation leading plus 16.1 points on average and you blew it last week. How in good conscience are you picking against Coastal here? Because betting against them makes it queasy. Well, last week I was betting for BYU, not against Coastal. But I think after that game, the rest of America caught up to how good Coastal Carolina are, which is why they're a public darling. And look, I'll, I'll put it this way. If you were to grab an Oxford's English Dictionary and look up uh, the definition of a letdown game or a letdown spot, you would find this spot of Coastal Carolina undefeated traveling to Troy, which is actually a pretty good program, though they're having a bit of a down year. Still 500. Uh, this is just, it's a classic letdown spot. Public's on Coastal Carolina. Grayson McCall, amazing player. Really, really good. Troy Gunner Watson, not a bad game manager. They should be able to keep it relatively close. He's completing around 71% of his passes, which is pretty good. Uh, Troy's looked a lot better at home than on the road. It's just too many points. Jamie Chadwell might be a little bit checked out because he knows they're not going to make a college football playoff, and he's fielding phone calls. All right. Capper, what do you think here? Um, Are you going to bet against Coastal? I'm just saying, if you bet against Coastal this year, you've lost money. Coastal (laughs) Coastal is maybe the best coach team outside of the big – five teams in the country i mean jamie chadwell's got that machine rolling uh they show yeah, up they certainly do, hard to argue with that right they now do they're fucking dirty everything too. fundamentally sounds like they they don't make mistakes they don't commit penalties the blast they, just, swarm. they don't beat themselves and you i mean you look around the country like all there's a ton of teams that beat themselves every single week and they just will not do it so they don't give anything I saw some. I saw a kind of meme, and it was like a description of Coastal Carolina in a picture, and it was uh, Kenny Powers on a jet ski. That's accurate. Uh, they just have, they just have a fuck. They just have fucking electricity. Uh, that like redneck yeah, they got, heat. They got something awesome. Goodness. Uh, I guess. Uh, and let's get to this last pick because these are my favorite. You guys are against each other in this last game. In the showdown. And this we knew is, it was happening. And, and it's my favorite. And it's my favorite. Uh, game you guys are discussing. I think it's one of my favorite games of the week. And uh, so Capper likes uh, Miami minus three uh, versus UNC. Stop. And Brain Man is half. on the other side. 
So Rayman, I'll let you start yeah, here. Yeah, start. Oh wait, wait, wait. You can let Capper start. I'm looking at the current the current odds. Um. Yeah, we've got he is we've got Miami minus three. Uh, I think this is one of the better games. It's at three now. All right. I think this is one of the better the games of the weekend, and I'm pretty excited actually to watch this because I think you've got. Oh, two it's of the definitely better. the mu- much watch. Two of the most exciting options. Yeah, in I think you've got two of the better options. Derek King in the versus Sam Howell. Come on. Um, and you know we could talk ad nauseum about how much we love Sam Howell on this pod and how much we love this UNC offense, but their defense has been putrid uh, all season long they've given up points on points Mm -hmm. on points um this one the line didn't make sense to me at first so i i was looking at it and i was like okay like this is obviously unc spot because they're making the line so small but then you look into the metrics you look into uh what these two teams do offensively defensively and miami's just the better team overall they're at home um, they're getting less not, than not 50%. by a lot. They're getting less than fifty percent of bets at home. Yeah, Cap, um, you're misleading our listeners. They are technically better. They are currently ranked 14th in all the efficiency rankings, and UNC is ranked 15th. That's pretty close. Uh, sure, but they're better in there at home. They're laying a field goal. Um, FPI is giving them a 67.7 percent chance of winning the game. Two out of three times they win this game, and if you can lay less than a field goal to win a game, I think you take this line every single time. This is a Pretty simple one. I love De'Ara King. Obviously, we talked about him when he was at Houston. We talk about him now every single week. Um, he has not thrown an interception since October 17th for this Miami Hurricanes def- offense. Um, and that defense, obviously, they're well coached. I don't think they do anything spectacular, but they're way better on that side of the football than UNC is. Um, I, I think you know. I I think you can talk about UNC all the time i i think miami's way overrated here but unc has just played yeah, they're so not the ninth best team in the country they've they've played so uh, down to some of their opponents this season i know they've gotten up for a couple of games but like they just Ray, they man, what, where, what's your read on what's your read on this game I, I agree with capper that miami has a better defense than unc though they did give up 41 points to nc state three weeks ago and no one cares about that duke game because duke's decided to just move on to baseball at this point uh yeah basketball uh but acc the number one offense in the in the acc is unc with 534.5 yards per game and i think that unc is as much better on offense than miami as miami is on defense i think this is an exactly even game if it was on a neutral court it'd be a pick i don't think home field is worth three points in 2020 and so you're getting that field goal it's, it, it's going to be close. Like, Sam Howell's going to put up a show. Derek King's going to put up a show. Both of these quarterbacks are going to want to light it up. There's going to be huge motivation on both sides. What's the I, total I like we got in this one? I'm taking them. The total? Just here, Capper, can you – Capper, go deep. Yeah, total. <laughs> it's, it opened up at 63.5. It's all the way up it, to 67. High. I mean, this is going to be a shootout, mm. nonstop yeah. offensive action. Yeah, UNC definitely has a better offense here, but Miami's offense is no slouch with with King at the helm. No, they're they're good. They're um, good. They'll Sorry, be man. and they'll be able to move the ball up and down the field on this UNC defense. UNC's defense. Capper, I'm I'm running deep. I'm running deep. And what I want you to do when I when I hook when I do a little 15 yard button hook, uh, I want you to throw me those points because I'm going to take them. As good as good as UNC's offense has been, just, their defense is ranked 83rd, 83rd in the country, um, efficiency wise. So. Can they stop De'Ara King? Can they stop the Miami offense? They can't. 
You, well, it's, it appears you guys might have Can Sam uh, outscore a disagreement him? here. Maybe. That while there might be a disagreement here, one thing that everyone can agree on is how fucking electric my four teamer is this week. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> off the chain. You're a winner. You're a winner uh, last week. And that weekend. is what. That is. If you bet my four-teamer last week, you have only bet a two-teamer because Liberty didn't play, and you would have hit that motherfucker. Nailed it, actually, because I had Iowa State and Texas covering, and they both covered by about a million points. So you're welcome for that. That You know, hey, two wins aren't coming that often on this podcast, two, so take them, take them for one. Ask, who's, so let's who's start. Uh, I'm not. My four-teamer this week, I feel, I feel incredible about uh virginia tech minus two and a half versus virginia tech play clemson uh they so you look at the score in clemson game it looks like a blowout but they played them close for three quarters and the vast majority of the bets are on uva so you got to throw the record books out for here her, no for, for like for sure in this spot but no virginia tech won 15 in a row in this series before dropping one last year i think they show up for this game and the two and a half especially when virginia is coming it. off a win and virginia tech is coming out. i i like virginia I tech in this spot i'm, I'm uh, shannon sharp maryland my head at minus you. seven and a half versus rutgers uh, i'm betting this one strictly on the line being stinky i think uh rutgers would be like the pick i'd want in this spot i think by virtue of the fact that maryland's getting seven and a half is the reason why i'm going to take them i think they're trying to get you to bet on rutgers uh like i'm not betting i'm not doing spot, it actually I, I think their offense is really good I'm not betting on Rutgers. Uh, and I like not gonna do it, it. Uh, this is a shocker. I, I like Kansas plus 29 and a half versus Texas. This game screams regression for Texas. They were playing last week thinking they were doing a little, uh, you know, tryout for Urban Meyer. And oh, how the wheels have turned in the past week for that program. <laughs> right now they're sitting with a lame duck coach. They have a signing day coming up in a class that is dog shits that is going to get only worse because who would want to play there right now with like they're taught the co- coaching options they're throwing out there are just hilarious. I think in this spot, Kansas last year, they lost to Texas by two points. There is no reason Kansas should ever come close to Texas, but for some reason they always play them close. This is such an obvious letdown spot at 29 and a half. I would take this 14 points. Uh, Oklahoma state minus five at Baylor. Uh, Baylor is a tough team, but they're still two and six. Uh, Oklahoma state came off a really shitty game last week where they look bad against TCU, but I see them coming into this game against Baylor and they're just a straight up better team. Like the five points isn't reflective enough. Uh, I think that they're just a better team than Baylor. I think that they went, they could logically win this game by double digits easily. Uh, and that is my four team. We got Virginia Tech minus two and a half at, uh, versus Virginia, Maryland minus seven and a half versus Rutgers, Kansas plus 29 and a half versus Texas, Oklahoma State minus five at Baylor. Uh, how do you like that? Not laying big points on this four teamer. I do uh, actually like and that. Let's, uh, um, and Texas is the other team that is the number one road public dog, road public favorite of the week. Um, but. You're, yeah, that one, that one I see. You, oh, that just, oh, that screams. That's a suck. I know I'm a sucker and that's a bet I want. You're seriously, so I'm going you're seriously discounting the Tom Herman. Fuck you. Uh, I'm going to score a hundred yeah. points again just because I can. That's yeah, but he's not on too. the actual field. That's so. true. There's only so uh, much you can do to motivate those players at this point. But I think he scored 69 on purpose last week. 
And and just to make sure we have nice. it, uh, let's see. Uh, Rain Man, can you review? Uh, can you review your weekly picks? Yeah, we got Minnesota plus ten and a half at Nebraska. Sky Uma, Oklahoma minus thirteen and a half at West Virginia. Circle the wagons. Troy plus fourteen versus Coastal Carolina. Disagree with Joe. This is the actual letdown spot. And I guess UNC plus three at Miami. One last Sam. How? <laughs> Very nice. So it gets a tear to my eye. Uh, Capper, you're four. Uh, Utah plus two at Colorado. Wisconsin pick em at Iowa. Uh, Missouri plus 13 and a half versus Georgia. And Miami minus three versus UNC being led by Dierick crown his ass king. It's an easy one. Well, if you're going to crown his ass, just go ahead <laughs> and crown him. I am. I already if did. You, yeah. And, and before you got, and before the audience can bring it up, we're already, we're sorry that the games we discussed got canceled. We're, we're, I'm very sorry. We know it's going to we're happen. We're waiting for we're one tonight the, when we go to bed. We're, we're sorry that nothing that we just said was uh, relevant. Uh, but should we, we have, pick the uh, one, should we pick we, the one that we're, is most canceled. likely to get canceled real quick? Uh yeah, Ichu. Which of of all of them would you oh, think is the most likely? Canceled? Obviously, Utah, Colorado for me. Oh, you gotta pick the Pac-12 spot. I'll say uh, UNC at Miami. Oh wow! All right, we'll, we'll get. Oh wow, what a, what, a, what an upset! We'll get we'll get sidelines on this. I, I hope they take care of Mac. Uh, the worst thing for the ACC is Miami blowing out UNC, making Notre Dame's loss look weaker, and making the fudging of the ACC championship this early look a little bit bad wow. so uh, conspiracy maybe some intervenes so we uh we have had plenty of our picks and let's and let's be honest fellas this year it's been a tough year to pick it's been uh it's been a little bit like rough out there maybe not our expectation but what could make you feel better than our king of the hill contest every gambler out there uh should take heart when taking into account our king of the hill contest our king of the, we have had seven people pick uh games on this show uh rayman how many people have gotten a correct pick how many king of the hills have I, I believe it's zero of seven. Zero. we have had zero correct pickers uh and this week we uh truly went into uh the depths of degeneracy uh this man uh goes by uh it is a latin name he gave us it is a uh, parvacolis uh, C-O-L-E-S, Parvacolis. Uh, we're just going to call him Parv. Uh, feel free to look that up on Google Translate. Uh, and this is uh, his pick for us this week. Uh, we're we're just we're big fans of this guy. Just one, one second, Joe. The odds of going 0 for 7 is 2%. It's pretty impressive. <laughs> Very statistically impressive. significant according to a psychological survey. If you if you didn't open up if you didn't open up a parlay you were bad pickers, statistically speaking. bank off these, then I don't know what you're doing. All right, so I'm ready for Parv. I'm ready for Parv here to break break the curse. Here he is. The week's top matchup features the pathetic, down on their luck, Northern Illinois Huskies, traveling to deep. Ypsilanti to face the powerhouse Eastern Michigan Eagles. Eastern Michigan has only lost four games and won one. <laughs> <laughs> so who leads Eastern Michigan? Why are they tough to beat? Do they have Kyle Trask? The they have Mac Jones? No. They have someone better. They have Jake Julian. Jake Julian is an actual 2020 nominee for the Ray Guy Award. That's an award given to punters for some reason. 
look for Jake and his foot to put this game out of reach early. <laughs> Bet big on Eastern Michigan and enjoy the returns. Field position game. I don't hate it. We're going to the splanty, boys. We're going. We already We're going there. to Yipsy. I think it might be snowing in Yipsy this weekend, so punter could make a big difference here. Uh, yeah, all yeah, all hey, all respect to Parv, but uh, I'm gonna be betting big against Eastern Michigan this week. Uh, I'm I'm, I'm I, going the opposite. Have, I, I think it's impossible for this pick to lose again. You really? You yeah. think this is the week? I think it it's just going to be 52 and sludgy. I think it's just not possible for it to lose again. I know they I know they went over this in in that movie 21 where like the odds don't change after a certain point. They're just the odds. Well, that's not necessarily true because if our listeners tend to actually be dumber than average at picking games and they'll more likely to be dumber in the future too. I, I think we might be making them dumber. I think so we might be making I, I I can totally believe listening to us makes you worse. I thought it might make you better at gambling, but it truly it's makes not, you worse. Not in twenty twenty anyways. Uh, if we had King of the Hill any other uh, year. It is uh it is a true modern marvel and frankly a little bit fucking freaky. Uh yeah. Well, be- best of luck to, uh, to Parv. To our King of the here. To Parv. Save it for the Parv. Have you guys seen uh, the movie Hero by Jet Li? I've never heard of it. <laughs> What's so funny about it? What am I missing? I don't know. You, no, you just missed the highest man on earth just asking you. You ever seen, you ever seen that Jet Li movie? <laughs> you're... Your reaction to that is just like you're such a piece of trash. That's just so. That's so fair. So, just so outrageous. I'm so fit. So fair and warm. Trying to be professional here. <laughs> <laughs>